0: Hello!
1: And welcome to
0: Fleece and Fruit. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. (laughs) (laughs) And it is Thursday, December 2nd.
1: Yes. Yes, because we do this on Thursdays. We do. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, yes we do. (laughs) So welcome again to another episode of Fleece and Fruit. Uh, Today we're talking about, is it goodness? Yes, goodness. Awesome. And I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, Mel seems... Specially prepared. <laughs> um, and she's going to go ahead and give us a great study.
1: Okay. So uh, we're, we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we're focusing on uh, the goodness this week. And so I want us to look at the parable of the vineyard master in Matthew twenty one through 16. So if you take a second... Turn to that in your Bibles, or pause this and check that out. So Matthew uh, 21 through 16. So that's when Jesus is telling the the parable of the workers in the vineyard to kind of explain what the kingdom of God is like. So what happens is that a landowner goes out. He goes early in the morning. He hires a guy. um, Says, Hey, I'll I'll give you the daily rate, a silver coin coin for a day's work, you know. And then about you know, a few hours later, he goes out at uh, 9 a.m., he goes out at 12, he goes out at 3 and at 5. And in that time, the work day ended at, at 6 p.m. So to all of the, the workers that he hires, he says, hey, I'll give you a day's wages. Even even to the person that worked started working at, at 5, you know, they only worked an hour then. So at the end of the day, all of the workers, they come to the landowner and they are getting their wages. And so those who were given the, the one day's wage at 5 p.m. upset the people that started working at the 6 a.m., at the 9 a.m., at the 12 p.m., you know? And so the, they, they get upset at the landowner, and the landowner says, what is it, any of your business, what I do with my money and who I want to bless and who I want to be good to? Like, why is that any of your business? It's, you you can see that there's evil in your heart because you're getting upset about something that you have no jurisdiction over. So you, you need to stop, you need to mind your own business. That's that's basically what he's saying. And so what this speaks to though is the goodness of of God. And he's good to us no matter what. But when we pair that with when we're faithful, he sees that we can be responsible with more. He we've been faithful with what he's been good enough or, or good good to us to give. We've been um, faithful enough with that and he sees that we can be faithful with with even more, and and when we do that, we see even more of his goodness. And so his his kindness, um, it is shown there, and in in how good he is to us. And that goodness is, is, is not dependent upon anything that that we can uh, do. He's he's just good, and he's gonna be good. He's gonna be kind, and he's gonna be generous to whoever he pleases. But when you when you look out at this parable, he he went to the workers. He's like, Hey, you know, I need a worker. I need a worker. I need a worker. And he needs these people in the field, right? So the Bible says that the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. God calls plenty of people. I mean, I, I think that he calls everybody in some way, shape or form. And not everybody wants to work the field though. Not everybody wants to go out there. Cause that's the thing is that it does require work and it does require effort. And I think some people, it, it's overwhelming to him, overwhelming to them to, to think of, of working for him because it's such a, that's a, that's a big job, you know, being responsible for, for telling people about the Lord. But remember that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So the work that he's gonna have you do, he will provide all the resources, all the tools, everything that is necessary to do the job he provides because of his goodness. So that he, he, you're not going to lack anything, right? And so w- what's that verse that um, the shepherd is good and I lack nothing? It's in Psalms. Oh, here it is. Uh, Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Uh, that's the NFV. And so a lot of times we hear the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so that means that if, if the Lord is our shepherd, when a shepherd is taking care of his sheep, I mean, the lengths that he goes to for them, if, if you have time to just kind of research this for, for 30 minutes, everything a shepherd does, it's a, it's a lot. They have to make sure that there's no, uh, cuts or scrapes because, you know, they go through the brush sometimes, the, the sheep, so they can get, you know, um, sticks in their, in their fur, um, burrs or, or thorns, and it can, it can hurt them. So he has to make sure that they're, um, not in any pain. He has to sometimes like apply ointment, like a a healing ointment. If they have like an open wound, um, he, he talks to them and they, they know his voice. So anything that they need, he is there. Remember the, the other parable about the shepherd will leave the 99 to go after the one. So each and every sheep is important. That sheep brings in, um, an income for the shepherd and, and the owner of the sheep. And so the shepherd does not want to lose even one sheep because he's accountable for it. And it's his job to protect them. So, and, and provide for them. So with that in mind, we can know that we can, we can expect God to provide our needs. It's not like a, like, Lord, I, I need, a. I need the stocks to go up, you know, and maybe, maybe they do, but it's not, it's not so materialistic. And at times, yes, he, he does give us material things and he blesses us with this, with that because of his goodness, but that's not, that's not the focus. Um, and so, uh, back to the parable of the vineyard owner. Uh, so he says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? There's this book. It's called The uh, uh, Supernatural Finances. It's by Kevin Zadai. Zadai is Z-A-D-A-I. It's a really great book. So his goodness, his kindness, and his generosity, it, it is not dependent upon anything that we do. It's just who he is. It is his character. It is It's is his nature. And and nothing is going to change that. And uh, as the the parable of the landowner as it ends, uh, the landowner says, "The last will be first, and the first will be last." So those that are in the field, they are you know harvesting, um, they are serving, they are doing those things. While it, it may be um, not the funnest work to do, uh, there is joy in it as it is the work of the Lord. And those people, they they will be first, um, you know, to be to be raised up to heaven. So uh, this is is just God and and how He has set things and who He is because He is kind and He is good and He is generous. And so next week we will be talking about uh, kindness and the that fruit of the spirit.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Mel. All right, welcome back. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks again, Mel, for that great study on goodness. That was very cool. Um, I really like that parable. uh, Specifically, it's one of my favorites, actually. Um, You know, one of the things in that parable, um, because I was actually, I was reading it as as you were teaching, too, and I noticed that one of the things that he talks about, like when he tells the guy to go and... Um, to pay everyone like he tells us to pay everyone. He always says like start from the last and then go to the you know, then you go to the beginning. And it's funny because that's what I talked about with the kids when we did Bible study on Sunday. We talked about like last is first kind of thing, and it was you know of course with the kids it yeah. was like super <laughs> foreign to them. You're like what are you talking about, weirdo? And I'm like, well, this is what it says. <laughs> so anyway, we talked about that, and so I thought that was pretty that was pretty cool. Like I think it's awesome that his like these little things mm-hmm. always They he's so consistent mm-hmm. you know what I mean like throughout everything he teaches like there's he's just extremely consistent with what he says and it all I don't know I just thought that was cool I was like well that's like a little tidbit from like the other stuff he teaches us you know what I mean and I'm like yeah. that's that's just awesome how he kind of layers that in there so I, anyway
1: I, I agree like like his consistency is so consistent, but it it also always comes full circle
0: yes, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure it's very it's a pretty good teacher yeah <laughs> to do say you have the any least, right? do
1: you have any news for me
0: i do I do I've got interesting stuff um well, at least stuff that I thought was interesting. Um. So this first thing. We'll see what everyone else does. Yeah, thinks. we'll see. It's probably not very interesting at all. <laughs> well, I just thought we could kind of talk about this because I was like, I saw the headline. And it's actually not like a newer story. I guess it's from back in October. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. So it says, less than half of Americans believe society is better off with more marriages, survey shows. So, and I guess this was like a... Like a drop off. Mm -hmm. Like I guess in in years past, it's always been closer to 60%. -hmm. And right now it's like at 45%. So I was like, that's interesting. Um, So I I don't know. Like what do you, what is your take on this? Do you think it's like, I guess I haven't really thought about it. Like society being better off, you know, for marriages, Mm -hmm. but I guess it makes sense. I mean, it's a pretty integral part of our lives i guess you know our our parents obviously are mm-hmm. usually married not always right um but i've never actually thought of it like i don't think anybody's ever phrased the question to me hey do you think society's better off because people get married and I'm like you know it's kind of interesting to think about
1: i think that um i think that it that it is and. So those, those people that can find that healthy marriage, um, there, there's a lot of benefits to that, you know, and, and having, uh, that support system and having each other's back that, um, you know, people, people that choose to not get married, um, while they do have other joys, um, I, I just think that it, that it's different and, um, I would say that if, if people don't have a healthy marriage, I think that reflects in the society, not, not in a, a direct way, I think just more on a a large scale. Uh, but I think that some people, they, they're more grounded if they're married, you know, they, they have different priorities, uh, different values, and that's better for, for the community and for the nation as a whole
0: yeah I think that's correct
1: (laughs) is that what the article says no
0: I was yeah I was actually so I was kind of glancing through because I'm just looking at some of this data like it says because this is kind of interesting it says that uh, 53% of adults were married in 2019 compared to 64% in 1990 so that's literally less than 30 years And it's like an eleven percent drop off, so that's interesting. So I guess we're trending away from marriage as a whole. um,
1: Yeah, I I definitely, I definitely see that. Like in our generation, I a lot of our peers are not married, and um, I think I think that it's partially because I mean society as a whole, it's it's more casual. Yeah. Uh, which I think has to do more with their identity and their values as an individual. And, uh, maybe they don't see the blessings of marriage uh, or the the government benefits of marriage.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's kind of, uh, cyclical Mm -hmm. because that's like, that's a good point. You know, (sighs) What you said about, you know, if you don't see the benefits of marriage and like if things are declining, that Mm -hmm. means that less people are being exposed to that. Mm -hmm. Right. So like there are more and more children that are growing in homes that
1: don't have a married. Right.
0: That don't have a married element or a marriage element to it.
1: I've actually been learning a lot about that and it has to talk. It has to do the, the, the root of it. Um and, and I, I encourage anybody to, to look this up themselves. A lot of very wealthy businessmen. Um, one of my favorite speakers ever is Jordan Peterson. And he, he talks about this, um, is that people are fatherless, which I think speaks to their relationship with God, is that they don't recognize that he is their father. Like, yes, we all have an earthly father, whether we get along with that person or not. We all have a, a, a heavenly father, though. And people don't have their identity rooted in that God is their father. They they haven't had that revelation of a, a healthy fatherly love for a child. Um, and maybe they have a great dad, but understanding that God is our father and he's got our backs no matter what because of his goodness, right? Um, and, and so pe- people on a large scale are just fatherless. And so they don't get married. Um, they people are not having children. Like a lot of our peers are not having children or they're, they're choosing to remain in a casual relationship without uh, a commitment, which is, which is their choice. Um, and they're choosing to not have children and, uh, which is their choice. Um, and, and it's fine, but, so they're just choosing a different lifestyle than what we've seen because I think society as a whole is less traditional now.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, the other side of that is for sure. I know that at least I've known people where like just father has like a negative connotation to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting to me and and like you said, that can definitely affect mm-hmm. someone's relationship with God because, you know, the Bible basically says he's he's our father, right? So, yeah. and I don't think that was an accident, that terminology. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those things that I think that men, mm-hmm. like, really have started to falter at is mm-hmm. as, as just making sure that, like, who you are as a father Mm -hmm. is like front and center, right? And your priorities list, you know? So when you decide to have children, if you decide to have children, um, you know, like you have to basically take on that responsibility to say, I'm not only going to be good to my kids, but I'm going to show them what a good man is and what a good man does, you know? And so, and of course, you know, we take that We take Jesus's lead for that, right? Like we read the Bible and then we read the Bible with our kids and, you know, so, yeah, I, that's interesting that you, that you made that point. And I mean, yeah, I, I know a lot of people that aren't having kids. Um, either they say they won't Mm -hmm. because they just don't want them or I don't know, there hasn't been time or, you know, whatever it is that may be their reason for not, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I know that's kind of like a trending thing too.
1: I uh, yeah, it's crazy that you you bring this up. I've actually been uh casually researching this the last couple weeks and kind of just uh, you know, re- looking on YouTube at, at videos and and a lot of this stuff is popping up, so I've been I've been watching it. So it's it's crazy that you bring that up, but I I think that people taking a stand and deciding to invest time in in themselves and their relationship with God and loving the people in their environment with, uh, the way that Christ loved them, whether they are that person's father or not. Cause you know, there, there's a lot of mentor opportunities. Um, uh, it all trickles down to, uh, to the, the future generations. Mm-hmm. And so I think through that we, we in the future could have the younger generations being more centered around uh, uh, having their identity rooted in Christ and being raised up as as men of God you know oh yeah
0: for sure yeah definitely um, okay so we'll move on
1: <laughs> yes what's next <laughs>
0: terrible segue right okay <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right.
1: On to the next topic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess this kind of thing. So, speaking of children, um, oh, okay. So, did you know about this? You see my little I, thing. So, I don't know. all right. So, currently, right now, there's mm-hmm. a case being heard by the Supreme Court. Um, and basically, the decision could affect the Roe decision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently this is the first time in a long time mm-hmm. that that's been the case. I think the last time this subject has been up was in 1990. Okay. Uh, or 1992 maybe. Is this I, on abortion? Uh yes. Okay. So I thought we should just talk about it. Yeah. Um because, you know, it is kind of a big thing. Um it's looking like so today it's looking like um that pro-life mm-hmm. uh supporters are probably going to get a big win here all um right. because it looks like uh you know they have all of the justices they need to kind of so basically let me just kind of explain it just a brief explanation so um mississippi passed a law yeah um that was i believe banning abortion uh any abortions prior to 15 weeks mm-hmm. of gestation all right so uh when they Past that of course you know people decided to challenge that right and it it actually i believe it was i think it was kind of defeated in two federal courts Mm -hmm. before it was appealed all the way up to the now what what's now the uh supreme court now um and again roe Mm -hmm. which is usually you know used for these kind of cases was of course brought up and they you know they kind of did the whole thing so now this case is up to the the, the Supreme Court. Um, and what they're saying is it looks like they're probably going to uphold the Mississippi law, mm-hmm. the 15-week deal. And more than likely, they will uh, overturn Rose's whole deal. Wow. So it won't even be a thing any longer at this point. So, which is a huge win. Yeah. For pro-lifers right Yeah. so um, you know we're just kind of waiting I think I was reading an article earlier and it said we won't really have like a solid decision for a long time I think it's said June oh
1: wow.
0: yeah it takes it takes a while for all this to kind of finish up but I guess the outlook is good based on all the different people that talked I think uh, a large part of it happened yesterday um where they heard a bunch of the different arguments. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess based on that, there's an outlook here that says that more than likely, mm-hmm. that's going to be the deal. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's a pretty big
1: It's it's a you know, it's a pretty big uh controversy and I mean it, it's it's a controversy even within the Christian community and um I I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that you're even bringing this up (laughs) as well, because, um, last week I was talking with somebody and they were telling me about, about their abortion, uh, which, um, they did not even consider it an abortion. So the, uh, the egg was in the tube and it got stuck in the tube and they aborted it. Um, and, uh, they they were kind of just talking with God, and God had said, "Hey, this is this is something that you're you're not recognizing. But when you aborted the baby, this and this happened, and I I need to heal you of this this thing, and um, which uh, the the cause of it it being there was because she got an abortion, and he said God." she said that god told her you didn't ask me if you could get an abortion and you could have asked me to to move the egg and the the fertilized egg from the tube to your uterus and so which kind of blew my mind that she would have that kind of conversation with the lord that's not something that we is normal um but I think it also speaks about his power. I think it speaks to his, his realness, his personalness. Um, and, uh, so she, she had to, you know, say, I'm sorry that I got an abortion. I'm sorry that I didn't talk to you first. Uh, and she was able to be healed of the infirmity that, that she had suffered from for a while that she thought wasn't even related to, uh, getting an abortion. And so, uh, I think that as a whole, as a a nation, there's a lot that we don't consult God for. And Mm -hmm. we do do things that make sense in the world. You know, if if something is stuck, well, we're going to make it unstuck and we're going to fix it. And we don't consult God first. And because of that, there are things that there are repercussions for that. So um, oh, yeah, I, I find sure. that, that interesting that that's coming up, um, that we can... <laughs> on uh, the grand scale. On the grand scale, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it affects a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it really does. and But that's, that's really cool. And, you know, I think that's great because, yes, prayer should be just like that. Yeah. Just personal, right? I mean, that's the point. Yeah. You know, when we pray, we talk to god yeah and we talk to god about what's happening with us you know mm-hmm. so that's really cool as if he doesn't know <laughs> right you know man he's like the permanent preaching to the choir guy he's like yeah i
1: know okay no he's like i i was there
0: i saw it <laughs> I saw but it. it is important for us to me talk about your about it? version of things it's kind of like you know when like you're trying to explain something away to your parents you're know, like you give me your version it's pretty funny yeah Oh well, so on a lighter note, yes. <laughs> I've gotten one last little thing. It's not really a big thing. I just thought it was kind of cool and I thought you'd like this too. Um I was you know, I was doing my reading and my research, um, and I saw this little headline. It says Eleven year old girl discovers ancient shekel coin believed to have been minted on the Temple Mount. Wow. I thought that was pretty cool. Like she found this coin, um, and I guess it was minted by a priest. Um I guess is how it used to work on the Temple Mount. I I didn't know this, but apparently that's how they made these coins. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it says minted by a priest in the Temple Mount 2000 years ago. Um
1: wow. Is what are they going to do with it? Are they putting it in a museum? Is it she I, is she keeping it for herself? So,
0: it says uh oh, let's see. It's kind of cool. Um, I mean, you're
1: an 11 year old girl well, making such a.
0: Yes, the 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 head of the discovery. coin department of oh. the Israel Antiquities Authority.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, he says that uh, the coin will definitely be going into the collection. Oh. Uh, so did you know about that?
1: I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Are they going to compensate her somehow, or?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't really know how that works. I mean, it's probably like a donation. Oh, um, okay. And I guess it was made. It's kind of cool. It was made from silver. Um, it says it was found on the ancient pilgrimage road in the city of david uh, had the engraving second year likely used during the second year of the great revolt of the jews against the roman empire between 67 and 68 ad wow yeah i mean that's the time of I the apostles history. right um, yeah it's it's pretty dang neat it says the other side of the coin had holy jerusalem Hol- holy jerusalem written not like holy jerusalem <laughs> <laughs> just no exclamation point! <laughs> um, Imagine if people said that, <laughs> right? Maybe that was the saying back in the day, and it was just like you know, no, I don't think that is the deal. <laughs> but um, it says the phrase appeared next to an inscription denoting the headquarters of the high priest. So that's interesting. I did not know they that the clergy, that. yes, that they created that they were currency over the for money. people. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, apparently, it's a super rare fine it says there are only about 30 of these coins that we know of oh, that wow. are made of silver um from that that period so pretty dang cool i thought you'd like that i know you love history so yeah so a little you know historical tidbit see that's how we mean, like a little ticks. jingle thing story i don't
1: know yeah yeah we'll have to come up with today mm. in history <laughs> right <laughs>
0: exactly so, anyway, that was the last of my little kneeslets. Yeah. Um, now, I did have a music recommendation. Okay, so I mentioned this uh, a little while ago to you, Mel, um, but I did put our uh, Christmas playlist yes, um, up on the Christmas website. Yes, we have a Christmas playlist. Yes, we have a Christmas playlist. It's Go awesome. listen
1: to the jingles, it's on our website. The jingles? The jingles. The Christmas jingles. The Christmas jingles. I like
0: it. Yeah, well, so far, I've got like four songs, and I'm going to add songs as the season goes on. Yeah. Because people keep releasing new things, and I'm like, man, these are cool. So, all the songs on there are, are brand new. They've all come out within the next last month or two. Um, so, they're new versions that you haven't heard. So, give them a go.
1: That's really surprising. Like, it's really Well, they're not
0: new. They're oh. probably like a million years old, but I'm saying they're new renditions. Oh, of all okay. <laughs> okay. No, nobody wants to hear like completely like Christmas on Tuesday, you know, nobody <laughs> went, like, it's like, it's like some random Christmas song. Anywho. <laughs> just
1: imagine somebody being like, Hey, uh, check out my Christmas songs. Right. They'd be like, Oh, which ones are you singing? And they're like, Oh, I wrote on my own. And then they're like,
0: Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. I Like The classics. <laughs> uh, no, these are classics. These are reimagined. I will okay. say that, um, but they're very cool. I think some of the different versions are pretty neat. So anyway, go to our website, fleeceandfree.com. Check that out. Um, but so, in light of that, yes. my weekly recommendation is uh, it is a it is a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel, I think you've heard it. Well now it says in parentheses, uh, he is born. So I think there was like, so it's kind of like in the chorus. there's like a little bit of a, a new thing that's in there. Right. Okay. That they kind of throw in, but it's the traditional Noel mm-hmm. for the most part. I'd say it's like 85, 15.
1: Mm, yeah. 85, <laughs> so, tra- traditional 15. Yeah, modern. exactly. Got yeah, it.
0: They got the little, it's kind of uh, a, la, uh, what is it? Amazing grace. My change are gone. Oh, okay. It's like similar to that feel. Okay. The refrain has a little bit of. So anyway, it's very very good. It's I mean it's really actually in your opinion. In In my opinion, opinion. no. Everyone should agree. Everyone has to agree with Dave. That is very very good. (laughs) 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 It's not even opinion. This is a fact. Uh, So Dave,
1: Dave's determined. It's
0: so it's Noel. It's by Tommy Prophet.
1: Profit. I guess. Uh, P. R. O. P. H. Or yeah, F-I. it's
0: it's P. R. O. F. I. T. T. Oh, okay. He's ironic, I guess. Um, and 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 the singer, I so I haven't really looked too deep into this. I I think that he is a producer, like he makes the music, mm-hmm. and I think the singer in this is this Stanage. I don't know how to pronounce this. Hmm. It's it's S. T. A. N. A. J.
1: S. T. A. N. A. N. A. J. Stan, so I'm saying edge. St- it
0: could be Stan Edge. Stan-ag. Oh, wait. Nope, I was that's going a, on with Yeah, it's I was going with Stanaj. Because it's kind of panache.
1: Okay, but if it's Spanish, the J is silent. Stanah. Okay. St-na. Well, we will. St-na. 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 See,
0: I don't know. We could go on. We could, but we shouldn't. So we shouldn't. um that is our recommendation, Noel by uh Tommy Prophet. It's on our website. Um and, uh, you know, check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, so I guess we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and pray it out. Yeah. All right. Praise awesome. reports. Pray Stand
1: requests. by. Do-do.
0: Welcome back.
1: Hello. Welcome to Fleece and Fruit.
0: I mean, not, what? <laughs> it was just a break. Welcome again to Fleece. Welcome We're starting again. a new <laughs> episode a new right episode now. right now. Episode-ception. episode
1: section episode what is this, four or five? I don't know. Four or 5.2. I oh, lost
0: count at one. It's <laughs> pretty bad, right? Um, <laughs> so, actually, Melody just asked me, did we have any praise reports or prayer requests? And I told her, we do not.
1: So, no one wants I us to I have literally for nothing her. to pray about. No, actually, so every night I ask my son, I said, hey, what can I pray about for you? And he goes, nothing and I'm like oh so your life is perfect and he's like yes and so it's kind of a thing that we do now and then he'll be like sometimes I'll be like no mom actually I do have something you could pray about so um, I'm glad that uh, y'all's lives are perfect <laughs> let me right. know how th- I would that's your praise report that's yeah. your praise report just write us in hey you, we're perfect
0: <laughs> just there's right. nothing we could hey, possibly I just need to want. let you
1: know I don't need prayer everything is perfect that's my praise report
0: there we go. And you, you airmail that too. Did you get my finger guns? I just I did. I, did. Right I got the finger guns. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to just kind of. Tune that out. Yeah. Just pass over and pass right by. And, yeah.
1: Just you close know. your eyes.
0: Thank God it's not a, like a vodcast. And they'd have to see the finger guns.
1: Maybe we should move to that. Hey. I don't think so. Poll. No. This is a poll for our for our, five, <laughs> our five viewers. Yeah, right. Should we. Should no, listeners. Listeners. Listeners.
0: Do you want to become viewers?
1: Do you want to become viewers? And, and the answer is And watch no. us on YouTube. Or Probably another, not. I think there's some other platforms coming out. So let us okay. know.
0: Well, anyhow, if you would like to tell us anything at all, anything at uh, all, you know, it doesn't have to be a prayer, but mm-hmm. the address is prayer at mm-hmm. fleecenfruit.com. Uh, dot dot com. Uh, go ahead and send us an email. Um, we like to pray for things. Yeah. Uh, or to talk about people's praise reports is yes. also good. So go ahead and drop us a line.
1: All right. You ready to pray it out? Yes. All right. You know what? I prayed the last two times. I'm just remembering that. Maybe you remember that.
0: I do remember it. You did yeah. such a great job. And then Let's- I also
1: remember how you um, put my shenanigans <laughs> on the final edit. So,
0: hmm. hmm. People loved that part of the episode. I
1: think that it would be such a blessing hmm. For you to pray. The worst. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Okay. I am the I worst. I will pray as
0: <laughs> For Melody's sake. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Father God, thank you uh, for a wonderful podcast. Uh, thank you for a great study from Mel about goodness. Uh, Lord, we ask that uh, you would continue to teach us about your goodness um, and how uh, we can continue to receive that and to share that with others around us. Uh, we thank you. And we give you all the glory. And of course, as always, we pray in your son. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a fun one. Uh, we hope you guys have a come great back day next week. Yeah. Come back next week. Don't have a great day. Have a great weekend.
1: All right. See, that all was right. Way better. I was trying to one up me here.
0: Yeah, I know. Have a great year. No,
1: <laughs> have sorry. a great year. There's like twenty <laughs> days left.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, bye guys. Thanks bye. for listening. Have a great weekend.